0: Hello, I'm Rebecca the founder of TRIO. TRIO uses technology to enable organizations to prioritize the employee experience during every work-life transition that occurs in the workplace. And welcome to Pep Talks with TRIO, where our expert partners share advice and discuss the workplace transitions that matter to you. Keep listening as we connect the dots between what's happening in life and work, because guess what? Life happens at work. Today, we're talking to Christina from Singularity U about the future of work. Sorry, Christina, over to you. If you could give us a little intro um, into you and
1: what you do. Wow. Um, My children still don't know what I do, Rebecca. They keep saying to me, people ask me what you do and we don't know what to tell them. So um, I like to say that we are helping people uh, not only pivot in times of change, Uh, But at the moment, it feels like a bit of a pirouette. So we're very much into innovation, innovation strategy, using technology uh, to scale, using technology to make things easier for humanity. We're very much an impact organisation. So Everything we do has a social bottom line. We're aligned with the SDGs, the ESGs, um, anything that has, that makes the world a better place and helps create um, betterment for all. We have a saying that we that we leave no one behind. Um, so very much aligned with everything that Trio does. We've, we've been associated with you for a long time and, and uh, you know, think that's a wonderful association for us to have. Uh, love your line about, life happening at work because it does and particularly over the last few years we've noticed what that what those blurring lines are and if you can make them work for you it's a it's not a bad thing yeah,
0: I love that you don't want to leave anyone behind, because I think that's really what we talk about at Trogue. you know, all of these life transitions that happen are often perceived to be career limiting, and they shouldn't be, because between the, you know, the moment you start your career to the moment you retire, all of the, these things, you know, life ha- events happen. So, you know, it is that mix, how do we help um, organisations to support their people through all of these inevitable life stages? Um, So on that note, obviously, one of the biggest things at the moment is the great resignation and some other people call it the great realignment. What's the difference between the two and how challenging is it and what is changing in the market for talent from your perspective?
1: So what I've noticed in conversation, and there was this big push in the beginning to go the great resignation. Everybody's resigning. but I think at, at the basis of every decision that gets made, um, there's something about uh, things not sitting right. And I think we're moving into a, a future where purpose at work plays a greater role. Uh, so if you're not aligned with what you're doing in your workplace, we're realising uh, in many cases that disease is dis-ease and that's where a lot of the stress from a workplace um lands itself in in your body so if you're not at ease with what you're doing on the day-to-day it's clearly going to have um, a physical effect so we also talk in terms of the age of the great convergence where you can't separate life from work from health you know from from the way everything is integrating from your family life etc because we've had so much of our life spent you know in lockdown in our in our homes over the last few years as well but how does that all integrate and it's causing this, this um, I believe, this realignment. So I've been calling it the great realignment rather than um, the great resignation. And it's even in conversations with people that have said, you know what, I so enjoyed the extra time I had with my 12-year-old um, at home that I'm creating space for more of that. So I think a lot of the shortage isn't necessarily or only attributed to you know, migration student, uh, international students, etc. I also think it's people going, I don't want to do as much. Um, So that whole quality value has had a big play in it. And if I'm not leading a purposeful life, uh, then I really want to be more aligned with what that purposeful life means. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's also people that go, i want to go to work i don't want you know i'm all care no responsibility while i'm there i don't want to take any of it home that's fantastic if, if you if somebody has that mindset that's the future of work um, for one one silo if you like um of of people that are there and it's you know there are many times when i envy you know that kind of leave it there do it have it it's great i've, I've, I've fulfilled a purpose. Uh, and I'm leaving it there. Mm. Somebody like yourself, myself in this whole world of entrepreneurship, it kind of doesn't rest there. Yeah. And that's equally, seven, isn't it? yeah, but that's equally okay. Yeah. You know, I think the, the judgments where we've gone, you need to only work eight hours a day or you need to do this. So I think the perception of people's lives should be from how they feel, how their body reacts. And, you know, if we take that a step further as well and we look at, how health converges into this future of work picture some people are perfectly healthy doing that Uh, you know for example if i had to sit at home and watch mindless television because someone said to me you cannot work after the hours of dirt dirt dirt," uh, i would go nuts i would go totally insane Um, whereas my joy and my fulfillment comes from this thirst for constant knowledge that i have someone else's joy comes in creating you know a a hobby that that's a a creative fulfillment you know I have a friend who absolutely adores knitting scarves she has to keep making friends so that she can keep you know for having new people to make it's beautiful you know so and I, I think that sense of what makes you who you are is a lot more greatly or becoming a lot more greatly accepted. And if it's not in your, your world, whoever's listening, then it should be, um, even though there's no such word as should. Um, but I think that the convergence, the realignment of how we're feeling within our lives, that purpose-driven and whatever that purpose is, you know, wh- whatever your purpose is, whether it's to, to change the climate or to improve the way that your family operations run, equally, everything is equally important to how I want to live my life as an individual. Mm. And having said that, then we need to take that into the community. So it's not just about how we react and what we want to do. I think that sense of purpose comes from what we want to do and how we react. But then how do I go out and serve my community? How do I serve my country? How do I serve the planet? So that that needs to keep extending further so that it's not just about me, because I think the other thing that's been very noticeable over the last few years is we've survived with sense of community. You know, we've got floods, droughts, you name it, you know, everything's kind of converging on us all at once. And what has got so many people through is that sense of community. So it starts with me, and it starts with what are my strengths? What are my unique skills? What am I here to give the world? And then how do I go out there and give them? I think that's yeah. an extremely long-winded answer to the question that you originally asked it was, me.
0: No, it was great. And you touched on so many things there. So we've got the great convergence, which I think you know, really sort of links into what we used to call the work-life balance, which never really existed. And now clearly doesn't because we're working from home. Many, many people are working from home. Hybrid work is here to stay. Remote work for some organizations is fully established. So we're really looking at that work-life mix. And because we have this, you know, our work is now in our home, I think that really lends itself to organizations where. They say, you know, we want you to bring your whole self to work. Well, then they have to be prepared to support the whole self. And that is everything that happens within one's life, not just the professional part. Um, And I guess that's where this sort of great realignment has come from, because in the last two years, we've been able to work from home. We don't need to live in the city. We can move move away and really readjust how we're working and living. Um, And then you also touched on, purpose and i love the fact you know i know a lot of people really struggle with this am i do i have purpose you know in life and you know say when you have a family sometimes your career takes you know second stage to you know running a home and running your family particularly when children are young um And I love that you said there is no judgment in that. It's totally fine to be, this is where I am in life. My purpose is this for now. It doesn't have to be saving the world or, you know, having a a huge positive impact in the community or the world, because actually the impact is within my home. And these things can change as we, you know, we move through our careers or as our partners move through their careers and You know there is this ebb and flow it was you know i I, you know it's it's great to know that there is no judgment and what works for one is actually all that matters and then that can also change but organizations therefore also need to be prepared to be agile in this to retain their people and work with them with the ebbs and flows of life
1: yeah totally agree i also agree though i also believe that there has to be that agility um, within us as individuals as well. So it, it's that it's that sense of how do I operate best, and this is why I think um, agreements should actually be bespoke with um, individuals as well. However, we do work like many of us work for an organisation, uh, and that organisation can't function unless it's it's working as a community. Uh, and I know there's you know there was a. a um, there was a, a big production organization uh, they were they were a manufacturing group and they uh, they decreed that everybody had to go back to the workplace and the people that were in admin or accounting or marketing went we don't want to go back into the workplace but the people on the floor had to go back into the workplace uh, so you it's then dependent on an organization to go we need the production people to come back, and that's just not negotiable. And these people will will stay out, but we'll give you an extra three days off a year. But then you go, are they obliged to give those people three days off a year? Do they need to make these people come in two extra days or come in two days a week? So I think I think it, it's very much bespoke. But we have to remember, I used to do this exercise with uh, I was lecturing a group of um, of creative arts business students. Uh, and, I, and they were going on one day about, um, about uh, you know, one of the, the big clubs that wasn't paying enough money for a band to perform or, you know, that, that, was the, that was the type of conversation. So we went through and I said to them, okay, let's list every expense that that business owner has. You know, everything down to the pens that people used in the admin room, to the toilet paper that was there, like every little expense, insurances, wages, superannuations, product, it's everything, every expense. And it was almost like they then went, oh, that was a new realisation. So I think the respect for the individual absolutely needs to happen we need to very much I'm very much around creating bespoke conversations so what is it that you need and then how do we fit that into the organization but it also goes the other way a business owner has um has expenses and and you know they're living in in these difficult times as well so how do we balance all of that and that's part of me being a part of my community, whatever that community looks like, whether it's that you know, whether it's a, a church community on a Sunday, or whether it's my organizational community, or whether it's my greater, greater friends and relatives community, uh, we need to be agile and adapt and non-judgmental. If you like, and It's really hard. Try going through a day where you're non-judgmental <laughs> on everything. Wow, it's really hard. Um, what does that look like? So it can't just be a one-way, a one-way street. And just to add one more thing to that. I was talking to a a new graduate uh, and they were you know we had a a by chance meeting i just had a meeting with a with a major corporation i was on the way out and i happened to ask a new graduate where the train station was because i have no sense of direction um anyway we we then started she somehow i found out she was a new graduate i started the conversation about what's it like to come back into the workplace how you're finding it she said oh i love being in the workplace she said i I learn so much when I'm here. I'm When we were at home and we were in lockdown, I was second guessing everything that I do. I didn't have anyone to shadow. I didn't have anyone to mentor. So when we take that conversation back to executives who might not want to come back into the office more than half a day a week or one day a week and go, it's not only what you're contributing to the organization in your position as CFO, COO, CMO, whatever, it's also the learning factor for those coming up. So there's, you know, there's so many things that we need to consider and it's all outward facing around how we want our communities to operate.
0: Yeah, Christina, I love that because that is something that, you know, I was going to bring up with you as as a leader or as a manager, um, you know, particularly if we have children at home, which obviously I do, um, but you're also a leader of a team or you're managing people, when you've got young people coming through, I know when I, you know, the early stages of my career, you learn by osmosis, you know, you're listening to people on the phone. How do they deal with conflict? How do they speak to people? How do they operate, you know, in meetings, you know, in real in real life, you know, all of that you learn when you're young, you know, as a graduate in the first five or so years of your career, you need that to happen in person. So as a leader or a manager, do we have an obligation to our people and at the organization we work for to make sure that we are actually raising the next generation and bringing through the future of our workplace, you know, and training them and giving them the time they need to thrive in their career? Because, yes, it would be really easy for me to stay at home. You know, I can do school pickups, drop-offs. You know, I'm a single parent, as you know. It makes life a lot easier for me if I don't have to do the commute into the city. Mm -hmm. Um, But what's my obligation as a leader and as a manager to people, to the younger people that I'm bringing through within my business, and how do organisations manage those obligations of their managers and their leaders with the needs of the younger recruits and those coming through with the needs of those managers and leaders who want to have more flexible work, but the organisation needs something long-term because
1: the younger people are their future. How do we manage all of this? Yeah, so for me, it's conversation. It's And, and it is that flexibility. So if something happens and your school pickup goes haywire, um, then for me, there needs to be that flexibility to, to be able to say, I'm really sorry, um, I, I can't do this at 3.20 this afternoon, you know, this has interrupted the flow. Uh, by the same token, I have also heard in organisations uh, of someone going, oh, no, I can't do a 9 o'clock client meeting, even though that might be the only time the client can meet, I have to do school drop-off. And I go, for most of my career, I had to negotiate school drop offs school pickups, ups um, et cetera, so if I have a client meeting, and every single client meeting doesn't happen at nine o'clock, but if I have a client meeting at nine o'clock on a Tuesday, I believe that because I want to work with this organization that, that I am theoretically aligned to, I feel purpose in that, then I'm going to make that um that, that give and take as much as somebody might make the give and take when my 330 pickup. Went haywire and I said, Hey, I need someone to cover me because I really need to go and pick the kids up because blah, 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 the, the buses broke down or, or whatever, you know, whatever the situation might be. That's part of that, that flexibility. It's part of that understanding, but it's also part of the commitment that you make. Yeah. When you go to work for somebody, you are making a commitment. They've made a commitment to pay you a certain amount of money, to have superannuation, to, to have this um, hopefully flexible and agile, or not you know if i go and work for an organization that says look we're really so this is how we're going to operate my choice i say yes or no yeah. you know and people go yeah but what if you need the money and you d- d- d-? you still have that choice to go if you if you sign up for something that's what you're signing up for mm. you know it, it's it's you sign up to a relationship or something and you don't go well you know i'm in this relationship until we have the first fight and then i'm out <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know it's it's kind of i th- i think and this is what we're we're working through these murky waters now we're coming to different understandings. Um, and I think workplace culture is absolutely paramount in how all these things will play out. And mm. I and that's why I find this great sense of um of purpose. I mean, 20 years ago when I was lecturing, I was saying to, to the to the students, find something that you're passionate about. Before passion and purpose became a common conversation, Indeed, we yeah. were saying to it, saying then you're going to be in this field potentially which we know now that maybe you're not but you're going to be in this field for a long time make sure it's something that you feel valued in that you feel that you are contributing to that it works from your levels of expertise your levels of skills mm. and that's so we do we need flexibility but we need that flexibility to be both ways we can't be selfish and that's why we go community it starts with me it extends to my family it extends to my greater my greater family my local community my state my country my planet where do I fit into that? Um, and how do I make all of that better? Because even yeah, if, yeah. If, you are, if you are focused on, on family and you're making that family better and you're teaching everyone in that family, honesty, integrity, authenticity, purpose, trust, all the, all the wonderful attributes, that has a ripple effect. You yeah. know? And that has a ripple effect down into, into everything that happens on the planet. So yeah. whether you're doing it at, at, at this micro level in your home equally as important as if you're doing it at this macro level out Mm. in community because those ripples all collide at some point and they all either form an ocean that's wonderful or they smash against each other and cause a catastrophe. And that's where it's up to each of us um, to be flexible, agile, non-judgmental as much as we can, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and, and go, it's not just about me. How because flexibility means flexibility. It doesn't Both just ways. Mean, yeah. You need to be flexible, but I'm not going to be flexible. Yeah. Two way street. Yeah.
0: Christina I love that I love what you've said I love the fact that we can you know work on our passions and with purpose within the boundaries that we have and the impact it has you know not just on ourselves but within our work our family and our broader community I'm going to leave it there because I you know this is a great and I want to you know we're going to continue talking so we'll do a part b to this um but we'll wrap up this podcast here thank you so much for your
1: wisdom it's been
0: wonderful talking to you
1: thank you for the opportunity and thank you for the amazing work that you're doing out there in community and with businesses it's fantastic thank you christina we'll speak again soon we will